men, we are going to cover up our vulnerability side until mm-hmm. that woman allows us allows us to open that part up. Can we trust you enough? To be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Can I trust you enough to be emotional? Mm-hmm. And if you have a man who is not vulnerable or emotional, it's not his fault. It's you haven't created a space or the place to allow that man to open up. And she never allowed me to do that. And my therapist says she ain't the one. You're listening to the Redefining Wealth podcast with Patrice Washington. This is the space that you come to each and every week to learn more about what it means to chase purpose, not money. So welcome back. If you're an OG listener, it's so good to have you here for another episode this season where we're talking about redefining love. And if you're brand new here, you might be going, why would they be talking about love? I thought this was a financial expert. Here's what we believe here at Redefining Wealth. We know that wealth is so much more than just money and material possessions. We believe in the original 12th century definition of wealth, which says it's about the condition of well-being. And you need to be well in other parts of your life, not just credit reports and budgets. You want to be well in your relationships, but also in your singleness. And we're going to get into it today um, with my brother, with my friend, Anthony O'Neill is here to talk about, you know, enjoying your single season. So stay tuned. Right after we do the affirmation of the week, I'll introduce you to Anthony. You know, you got to speak positivity into your life, into your day. You gotta affirm positivity. You gotta affirm abundance. You gotta affirm yourself to wealth. Today's affirmation is I deserve to be wealthy because I add value to others. I am blessed with unique abilities and talents. There is something I do better than anyone else around me with the least amount of effort. When I understand my value, I create wealth by knowing what to charge for my service or product. Selling myself short is an insult to God. He has given me the ability to produce wealth and I need to do that. When I don't maximize that potential to the fullest, I cannot turn around and expect much more else financially. So today I will determine and appreciate my value. I will be much more confident in charging what I'm worth and communicating that to the marketplace. Declare today, I deserve to be wealthy because I add value to others. Anthony O'Neill is a national best-selling author, educator, speaker, and host of one of the top financial podcasts, The Table with AO. On a mission to help others reach debt freedom, Anthony went from being 19 and $35,000 in debt to debt-free and living his life's purpose. And now he's he's even beyond that. He got a little chain on today. We're going to get into it. He now strives to have real, relatable, and relevant conversations that guide ambitious and purpose-minded people on a journey towards mental, spiritual, and financial freedom. Without further ado, here's my friend, my brother, Anthony O'Neill. 
Yo, really? That's how you introduced me? <laughs> I mean, you know, first thing I saw when you got off the elevator, I said, oh, look at the chain. You got chains now? No, man. Hey, listen, you know, when you steward your single season well, you just, you know, enjoy life. I, I heard that. I heard that. That's why we say it's not about deprivation, yeah. right? We exercise discipline Absolutely. in so many areas. So we get to enjoy. I sure do. I haven't enjoyed my success a lot. So I, I say, you know what, since I ain't got a woman... Mm-hmm. I ain't got no kids. I'm going to enjoy me. Yes. Enjoy you. I like it. Okay. <laughs> so actually, that's the season I, I'm in. You know, even coming out of a long-term marriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, being single really for the first time as an adult. How you feel? I'm enjoying my single season. Mm, I'm going to leave it right there. I was about to say something else. I want to get you in trouble. That's good. No, what you mean? I mean, how? when did you get married? I got married when I was 26, but we have been together since I was 22. Dang. Man. Yeah. And I'll be 42 this year. Dang. Yeah. For 20 years. Pretty much. About 19 years. So a part of you, though, I don't think you're going to be single for long, though. Because it's like that. you, for your whole life, you've been with someone. So I think you enjoy this season, but I think you value partnership. I definitely do. Okay. I cool. definitely value partnership. And I'm, I'm created for partnership. And I'm opposite. I'm not as much as I want to be in a relationship. I've been single since I've been alive. Right. So I'm like, if she comes, oh, she got to be the one. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, hmm. When she comes. She's coming. She's coming. Yeah. But it's like, I'm 38. I'll be 39 this year. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, I, I've never been with, I've never lived with a woman. Well, I lived with a woman for like a few months. But I've never really like did life with another woman. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, hmm, she got to be the right one for me. I feel the same way, though, now having more clarity about my choice, because, Ooh, choice. you know, I was talking to my dating coach, Joyce Robinson, and we were talking about this idea that for many of us, especially when we're young, we fall into relationship. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. don't choose. So there's not a conscious like I'm clear about what my needs, wants and desires are. Mm-hmm. And now I'm, you know, filtering potential suitors through that lens. I'm just like, he said he liked me real hard. And so, I mean, I guess he cute. He all right. He funny. And next thing you know, you're like, well, it's been six years. <laughs> <laughs> Right. But now I'm much more aware and intentional and I'm more clear about who Patrice is at 21, 22. You weren't clear. I wasn't clear about who I was. No. Mm. I mean, are many of us clear about who we actually are, what we really desire? I didn't know what I really desire until I say about 30. Yeah, I would say maybe 35. I was further along because I had already been coupled for for so long. So I was blurring what I wanted versus yeah. what was wanted or needed, I thought, for the family unit. Ooh. Right? So now that I have an opportunity to take a step back and just become more familiar with what is important to Patrice, mm-hmm. like irrespective of what would be best for everyone else, but yeah. what is truly best for me? Yeah. What do I really desire? What brings me joy? Um, what do I absolutely not like? And I don't have to pretend that I like it. Like, what are those things? So now I'm enjoying the single season for me is exploring what brings me peace, joy, and happiness. Uh, you know, this is your show. Tell me to shut up whenever. But <laughs> that's good because, you know, my life coach and I, we've been sitting down. AJ, what's up, AJ? Um, 
And she told me, Anthony, what is it that you desire in a woman? And she was like, hey, give me no more than five things. And I had this long list of things. Mm-hmm. And so my list, some ladies don't like it. Have you heard my list before? No, let's go. Have you, you never heard my five S's? You know no. me all this time, never heard my five I S's? I probably have heard them, but just not in the that's the sync context. Oh, five S's. Okay. Okay. They love the first four. The ladies cringe on the last one. <laughs> <laughs> is it about money? Is it no. about money? Mm-mm. Okay, let's do it. The very first one, she got to be saved. Okay. She has to know and love God for herself, mm-hmm. not, I'm not her God, right? Correct. I think most ladies, not most, a lot of ladies look at their man and their husband as like, that's their God sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, 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 I need you to be able to pray and go to God for yourself. Number mm-hmm. one, you got to be saved. Number two, she got to be sweet. Mm-hmm. Most strong ladies like yourself mm-hmm. sometimes can come off very not sweet it's like yo this is me this is what i'm gonna do and like i i'm attracted to nourishment mm-hmm. okay and kindness and y'all patrice is very sweet that's my girl um then she gotta be skilled at something right then she gotta be smart like smart mm-hmm. I, I don't want it, just a good looking woman who doesn't have the brains and then the last one is she gotta be very sexual oh what's wrong with that most ladies say all men want to sex and i'm like well here's the thing I am a very, I'm a physical creature. Mm -hmm. I'm a sexual creature. And it's like, for me, I've watched guys settle for those other four and they weren't happy in the bedroom within their marriages. And then now they go out here and they cheat. And they're straying. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, I refuse to make a vow to God and say, this is my forever. Mm -hmm. But because the church has taught me sex is not important, Mm -hmm. looks are not important, I settled for this and I'm like, no, no, this needs to be good too. And so I, I've, I've, I've said, you know what? Those are my five things. And I lose a lot of ladies on that fifth one. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know what though? But it's like you said, for many of us who grew up in church, we were taught to demonize sensuality and sexuality. And that is so unfortunate because you, you, you're like raised to, you know, abstain from sex and yeah. don't do this and be a good girl and all this. And then you get married and you're supposed to know how to turn tricks and do all this stuff. It's like, well, where did the practice come from? How how are we just learning? And then also, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, in my experience, the man starts to see you as that nurturer and the mother of my children and this and that and stuff and forgets that you are a sexual, sensual being yourself and then it feels awkward to bring up conversations Ooh. around, well, you know, I like this or Ooh. I would like to try that. And now it's like, but you're supposed to be saved. I am saved. <laughs> and, and I'm trying to save this relationship. <laughs> I am saved as well as. Right? Hey, yeah. No, I think that's really good, though, that you're clear. Oh, that's I'm super that's clear. the point in this season, I feel like, is to get clear and to be honest and mm. to you know generations before us they were just it was like for survival yeah yeah yeah. and so people just settled and did well he come home at least he come back and all this stuff but now we have an opportunity to be honest i just want to be honest anthony absolutely i'm honest up front and some people say oh you didn't have to bring that up front well i don't want to date you for for six months a year two months and i'm not telling you this is what i desire and then I'm not saying I want to have sex today, tomorrow, or anytime mm-hmm. soon. What I am saying, this is what I desire in my partner. Mm-hmm. And if that's not you, let's not even waste each other's time. Right. And vice versa on the lady's side. Let me know what is it you desire so I can tell you up front, thank you. I can't do that. Or, yo, I got you. Let's move forward. So your list is five things. Five. I can't even recite mine. You you have a long list? It's got to be 29 things. You can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Sis, you cannot no. have... 
But it's, what are your? It's just it's it's but it's very clear. No, no, no. You no. can't have twenty nine things no, that this can. man has to have. No, it's not that he has to have. So what are the five? Like there are my she gotta desires. Have. Well, like, I got desires too. Yeah, you know but so I mine is just really really refined as I've been dating. <laughs> so let me give you an example. Humor is important to me. You know, you know, we cut up. You know, every time we talk, it doesn't take but two seconds. If we laugh, it doesn't even matter if what we're talking about is not supposed to be funny. We find a way to make it funny. So, Patrice. And we're going to laugh. So, if the man has everything else on that list, but he's not funny, you can't be with him? No. What are we supposed to do? I want to wake up in the middle of the night and laugh. I'm a clown in real life. You know that. You really are. But I'm just saying, though, humor can come. Says who? Yo. Can they see your face right now? <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. Why do I have to act I'm like, not saying don't right? settle. Right? Like, I'm, no. Don't settle. So here's how it's become more refined, though. So yeah. I was talking to a guy, and he was funny. So when we first met, he was really funny. And then as time went on, I realized he had a lot of mean-spirited humor. So sometimes his jokes would be at the expense of other people. Ooh, I don't like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I had you. to refine it. Yeah, I'm so I'm you. like, okay, humor, but not mean spirited and not goofy. Don't be slapping your knee in public. I'm still from the hood. <laughs> and I feel like people will test you if you just look a little too. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest. Yeah. I'm in a season of radical honesty. I'm honest. So did you tell him? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you're not Patrice, gonna get me in trouble today. Patrice, what? This is your show. I'll be quiet. No, I gotta bring you on my show. I'm gonna ask you that question. Did you tell him? I wonder. Did you tell him? Did you tell all the men why you stopped talking to him? The ones who deserved that level of explanation. Deserved? I think. I think someone that you just met and it hasn't become deep enough for all of that. You can observe. Mm. And and kind of figure out if it's a vibe or not. And I don't because you're not wrong and I'm not wrong. We may just not be right for each other. So there's I don't want to tell you like you're wrong or that doesn't work for me because there's nothing for you to change. Right. Like that's just who you are. You you've you never been funny. Mm. You never been humorous. You don't but laugh. He could be, though. He could could be. Mm. You, you could pull it out of him. Mm. I think sometimes ladies give. Well, I'm going to say that. I think ladies do hang in there a little bit more than men. I think men. We could hang around a little bit more. I think ladies hang around probably a little bit too long. Yeah. And that's, I'm kind of like correcting that because I don't have another 19 years, you know? I, you you I, act like you, like you act like you're 60. You, you're 42, darling. But I will be 60 in 19 years. And therefore, <laughs> I don't have, I don't have. Are you done with children? 19 years. Is that on your oh, list? Oh, I'm done. Yeah, oh, yeah. On, on my list. Yeah. You need to come with your own children that you treat well. <laughs> That you have a relationship with. Yo, Patrice. Mm-hmm. So what if he don't have kids? Then he need not desire any because okay, he's not okay, going to okay. get them from me. Not, not from these. Well, gentlemen, that just knocked out about half, half of y'all. <laughs> Praying for y'all out there. Like, dang, I may have slid in her DM. Nah, don't no, do that. No, you already need to. My child is 16 this 16. year. Beautiful. I'm not. I'm not starting over, friend. I'm, I'm living my life. Man. And and if he has children, I know I will be an amazing like bonus mom. So bonus mom, mm-hmm. not step kids mom, need bonus to be mom. kids need to be old and out of the house. No, no, no. If he has children, you just don't want to birth anymore. Kids. I just don't want to birth. Or yeah, I don't want to go through kids. the childbirth experience. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. What if he says I want to adopt? Ah, uh, what age? Because I'm also not going through like diaper changing. <laughs> Yo, I'm glad we were recording this because your faces are like. Yeah, cool, no problem. Yeah, I'm just no, not doing the diapers. Clear. Yeah. Okay, all right, cool. Uh-huh. This is your Pre- show. I'm, why am I asking you questions? Preferably, 
Well, this is great because now my audience gets to know me too <laughs> in my single season. And preferably, yeah, I'm thinking like middle school and higher would be ideal for his children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Second grade recitals, not into it. Mm-mm. I'm reserving that energy for my future grandchildren, for my nieces, nephews, but I don't have that. Like, I'm not doing that. Every- I've done that. I got you. I lived that life. And I'm with you. I was very present. You were. I'm with you. You was a, you, you're a good mom. I've watched you over the years. Complete. You, you kill it. And you was a great wife, too. I was. I would have. I didn't know how you were feeling until the day you told me after it was already done, mm-hmm. which was such a great thing. I was like, dang, Patrice, you you were making it. You covered your marriage, mm-hmm. which is really dope. You know what I'm saying? So whoever gets you, brothers, I'm just saying some of y'all don't even think about it. <laughs> Just don't even think about it. I'm praying for y'all. Come, my sister's gonna hurt y'all feelings. You ain't funny. Your you, you kid is three years old. Mm-mm, Mm-mm. I'm done with that. Mm-mm. And y'all, how tall are you? I'm five ten without you, shoes on. Exactly. So you need to be like six three. Okay, six, minimum. Three. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, uh-huh. we be quiet. Six three minimum. Well, because when I have heels on, I'm like six one. Oh my gosh, y'all. So. That just knocked out about uh, another Half three the population. fourths. Another three fourths of the population. Yeah, but you I, know I what? I think your man. Mm-hmm. I think he's like five five. <laughs> <laughs> that is a lie from the pits of you hell. You trying to tell me he's uh-uh. wealthy? He uh-uh. loves God. Uh-uh. He's humorous. Mm-hmm. He is. I mean, everything that you have on your list, all twenty eight <laughs> things, mm-hmm. and he is two inches shorter than you. You're saying no. I'm saying no. I'm saying no. And, but let me say this. When I shifted my mindset and I started to say um, different things. So first about like the height. Okay. So people will say, well, there's not a lot of tall men. The average man is this and that. Well, I'm not an average woman. And so there's no average man that I'm looking for. So let's be clear. So. This is so good. And it is so real for me. So I start to shift my mindset. I could show you on my phone. It's in my notes. I say that there is there are a wealth of men who are six three and above who desire someone like me who like mm-hmm. they're out there. Anthony, when I shifted that language, yeah. the next guy that I met was six four. Wow. The guy I ended up dating for a while that I told you about last year. He yeah. was six three. Okay. The next guy, six four. Okay. And then the last guy that I just dated right now, six six. You said just as in y'all still dating. Uh, we just had a little situation yesterday, so. <laughs> but you know what? Ask me a question. I don't want to ask that no, question. I'm, I'm enjoying getting to know men because I was with one man for 20 years. So for me, it's important that I this get to so see good. and learn and like what's understand. One thing, what's one thing you're learning about us? About men? Because mm-hmm. you, you got to know one. For a very long time. For a very long time. So what's yeah. one thing you're learning about men now? Like what's something you're yeah. saying all men have in common? I'm curious. Much more sensitive than they let on to Absolutely. be. Absolutely. Totally and I didn't know that. that before. Yeah. Much yeah. more sensitive um, than I realized early on and require a lot more nurturing than mm-hmm. I think I realized. And mm-hmm. I think in being in a marriage where I had a baby and got married all the same year. So a lot of my nurturing went towards Reagan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
because in my mind, mothers are nurturing. Right. I never had examples of husband and wives. No Ooh. one in my family was married. Yeah. So I never saw women nurturing men. Mm-hmm. And the men that I knew of in my family mm-hmm. were such like, I'm the man and I do this and I do that. And they were like providers in the ways that they were. But I never saw them being nurtured or really catered to. So I didn't know that was a thing. Mm. So I've learned to become more nurturing to my male partner. Like I like I've I've practiced and I've gotten to see. I learned in my marriage, but I think by a certain point there had just become a dynamic where things, you know, you get an autopilot. Yeah. And if you're not assessing regularly, things just are what they are. Everyone just plays the role that they play and you just and Mm. you look like you're thriving you're successful you're wealthy you have all this stuff so it looks like Mm. and i think in my marriage that's the area that i definitely could have been better in i should have been better in was like nurturing Mm. i put all my nurturing into reagan yo i mean i I hope the ladies are hearing you Mm -hmm. because i think that's one of the reasons why me and the last young lady didn't work out because she put all of her nurturing into her son, uh, and she worked two jobs: one job in a in a, in a business. Mm-hmm. Um, and she looked at me like, "Yo, you're a man. You'll be all right." And I was like, "Yo, I don't care what no no men. We are going to cover up our vulnerability side until mm-hmm. that woman allows us allows us to open that part up. Can we trust you enough?" To be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Can I trust you enough to be emotional? Mm-hmm. And if you have a man who is not vulnerable or emotional, it's not his fault. It's you haven't created a space or the place to allow that man to open up. And she never allowed me to do that. And my therapist says she ain't the one. Yeah. I was like, okay. Now flip side, the guy that I just broke up with, mm-hmm. right? There have been moments where he was able to be vulnerable and emotional. And I held a safe space. And he said he felt safe. Wow. But then he would revert back to like not saying if something bothered him or it was not new. just come. Yeah. yeah. But it was a constant like hot and cold. Mm. Um, you know, and I, you know, after a while, it's just kind of like, well, hey, well, hey, we got to use our words because mm. I'm also not a mind reader. I don't mm-hmm. expect you to be a mind reader. And I think, and you know me, I'm very clear. Yeah. So sometimes people are threatened by how clear I am and I'm not mean. I'm nah. just clear. But they're threatened by your, you being clear? Mm-hmm. Oh no! Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't. I don't understand that. Are these successful men? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not. You don't play with me, Anthony. <laughs> Very successful. Is income on your bracket too? I don't. So that's funny that you say that. So on my list, I do not have a dollar amount that they need to make. I have be one thousand percent able to take care of yourself. Right. Be a good financial steward and generous. Every other month, I attend a Super Friends brunch where we talk about everything from purpose to pursuing new dreams and even menopause. Yep, you heard me, menopause, because if you're over 40 and your girlfriends don't keep it real, I don't know what to tell you. But we have these important conversations because how can we redefine wealth if we're not keeping up with our hormonal health? Now, We discovered Happy Mammoth. It's the company that created Hormone Harmony, and it's dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for us. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. 
Hormone Harmony contains herbal extracts called aptogens that help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally. And any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take Hormone Harmony. It's perfect for hot flashes, night sweats, menopause-related brain fog, sleeplessness, occasional bloating and gas. You get the picture. Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. And for a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com by using the code RW at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code RW for 15% off. 1,000% able to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. So if a school teacher, as long as you're able to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And then... What's the other one? Financially good stewardship. Yeah, be a good financial steward and generous. Because some people are good financial stewards, but they mean. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But they're not giving. You're, they're not giving. So the generous means spend some money on me. All right. Mm-hmm. And others, like be giving. Like one guy didn't like to tip. <laughs> I grew up in the hospitality industry. I understand how it goes. So I'm a I'm a generous tipper. When, pe- when service is really great, I tip regardless. But when service is great, I tip accordingly. And this person would be like, I'm not tipping them. Um, this is their job. And I'm like, well, how it works is. Wow. And so the fact that you're making all of this money. And you don't And it's to- paining you to give someone an extra $10 who provided outstanding service is yeah. wild to me. Yeah. And to me, that was an indication that you were going to be stingy in other parts of this relationship. And I don't have it, bro. I don't, I don't have it. Right. Now, that wasn't the like end this. all be all. But this is the thing. In it, the beginning, it was a trigger, though. I'm observing. Right. I'm observing. Okay. I like that. First few months is just observation. If I if I mention why, you know, like, oh, well, I was just going to give him, I think we should give him a little bit more because of this. And you're like, uh-uh, because, okay, note it. Note it. Yeah, yeah. It's not an instant, like, I'm not just, like, discarding people left and right. I'm this not doing good. that. I feel like this is my show. This is really I good. feel like this is the AL show. The, welcome to Redefine <laughs> Wealth and AL at the Table. Okay. I'm serious. So- your single season, mm-hmm. you are preparing yeah. for the one. What does that mean to you? How are you preparing? It's more more so about me. You know what okay. I'm saying? Like I'm really spending a lot of time on really investing into me. You know, LeBron James spends about a million and two million dollars on himself every single year to be the best basketball player um, in the planet Earth, right? And a lot of people say, well, what does that have to do about you, AO? I'm like, well, if LeBron James can spend that much money on something that he is passionate about, how come men... We don't spend money, time, and resources on bettering ourselves. And I think I was messing up in the past was, let me go get the beautiful woman Mm -hmm. who had the Bible, the brains, and the booty. That's what I was focusing on, right? (laughs) And so while I still desire that, I started realizing my mom said something to me that really shifted my whole personality, not personality, my perspective a few years ago. She said, Anthony, you know there's one common denominator in all of your failed relationships. Mm. I was like, what's that? She was like, it's you. She said, and I'm not saying that you're a bad man, Mm -hmm. but I am saying that you can't, it can't be all them. You've dated some beautiful ladies, some successful ladies. There was something that wasn't clicking that you need to be working on. And so when she said that, I was like, dang. So I literally went out and started investing into three things into my life. A therapist, which I was already seeing, but mm-hmm. I invested more into that from a personal perspective. Then I hired a life coach. Mm-hmm. And then I hired an emotional coach. Mm. Right. And so I have these three people that we meet one week. 
um, every single uh, month. One week I'm with a therapist. Next week I'm with my life coach. Next Mm -hmm. week I'm with my emotional coach. And I'm really investing into me being a healthier version of a man. And so I think oftentimes what I think single people were focusing on is like, hey, how do I make more money? Mm-hmm. How do I get the jury? How do I get the cars? How do I attract a woman? Rather than how about you just become what you're trying to attract? That's it. And so during this single season, I've really just been learning how to maximize my single season and just really focus on me. Um, and I'm being honest and transparent. Every time I stop dating someone, I look back at what are some things that I led wrong with? And I go back to my life coach, my therapist, my emotional coach and say, hey, this is what they kind of called out of me. Is this true? Is this false? Should I pay attention to it? Mm-hmm. And sometimes, actually a lot of times, they'll be like, oh, no, she just wasn't the one. Then sometimes they'll be like, nah, yeah, we need to work on that. And one of those things, I'll call myself out on your show. I'm selfish. Mm-hmm. I've been single for this long. I'm selfish with my time. You know, so every single day I'm traveling, I'm talking to people, I'm helping people, I'm serving people. So when I get my time, I want it all to myself. Yeah. And so then I know with a woman, I, I got to call her. And I don't like being on the phone for two, three hours a time because I feel like I'm working again, mm-hmm. talking. And so they was like, hey, listen, I get you. But woman, a woman is going to want your time. Mm-hmm. And so what I've been working on now lately is is getting out, um, going around friends and like practicing giving my time. Yeah. And it's been it's it's been stretching me. But honestly, when I get out. And I'm there. You love it. I feel great. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, y'all, this was good. <laughs> you know? And so uh I look at really me being social. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, oh, this is what's up. But a lot of people don't understand this. They when they think of Anthony O'Neill, they think I'm an extrovert. Really, I'm an introvert. Me too. Like when I hit the stage, I love it. Mm-hmm. But soon I get off, mm-hmm. put me in my own room. Mm-hmm. And I am good. I am happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been forcing myself to get out more, be more involved in my local church and do things. And it's been it's been a great experience because I know when I get married, I'm going to be living with a woman. I'm going to have kids. I'm going to be doing my whole thing to where it's not just going to be me. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's what I'm working on. This is so good. So a couple things. Same for me. Oh. I realized in this season that I needed to create more margin. Mm. And where am I going to meet people when I'm always in the house? Yeah, yeah. Like I have got to get out. Yeah. I would travel only to go work. So I'm always moving about and people are like, oh, she's always on the go. Most of the time I meet men in the airport. Mm. Baggage claim, the Delta lounge in any given city and just walking through the airport. But I'm also usually very much in that like I'm trying to get where I'm going yeah. mindset right yeah. so i've just learned to be aware that if yep. this is where i'm going to meet people sis chill out like yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fix your face right, right? <laughs> um but also just like creating margin in my calendar last year i did what i call like an authentic alignment audit and i went through everything in my life i used the pillars as my mm. filter and when it got to the work pillar i literally looked at every offer every program everything i was doing what's authentically aligned with the, where I'm going, wow. not where I've been. Yeah. What would be aligned? It would not be aligned for me to be teaching all of these courses live in this way all the time. Yeah. Because that takes a lot of energy. And by the time I've poured into my community, like one of my groups, we would call it Friday Friday, every Friday, everybody on their balling because it's deep work. It's a lot of <laughs> transformational work going on. Yeah. So after I've coached for two hours, I don't want to talk. Right. I don't. So now multiply that times multiple programs going on a week mm-hmm. that I know that I need to build in recovery when I'm teaching in that way or mm-hmm. I'm going to need to automate some of these programs. So I've been like literally tearing down everything and rebuilding it in a way 
that will be conducive to me being in a relationship where I can show up and still be nurturing. That's good. Because I can't be like, well, I'm drained. You drain, I'm drained. Right? So if you're drained, I want to be able to fill you up. Yeah. But I have to create the space. So the other parts of my life have to be set up in a way that support that. Yeah, yeah. So just like you too, therapist, yes, yeah. double down for me as well. Um, life coach, I hired about little after I turned 40. Best thing I could have added. Absolutely. But this emotional coach, mm -hmm. what is that? Like, get into how you even discovered the need for that. Uh, some of my good friends, Lewis House, okay. uh, was on my show. And he said that um, he hired an emotional coach. And live on my show, I'm like, wait, hold on. Break that down, bro. Because I need to understand what what's the difference between an emotional coach and a therapist. Because therapists help you think and help you really understand why you think the way you think. Why do you process the way you process? And why do you respond? But no one's really teaching you how to control your emotions. And so I went on a journey to find out. And you was there, actually, because um, I referenced you. Like, the difference between someone who was successful and non-successful is they allow their moves to impact their moments. Mm -hmm. And so what I've learned is successful people have managed and really mastered how to control their mood so it doesn't impact their business, doesn't impact their relationships, their friendships, um, their income. Because think about it. I don't know about you. Let's speak about me. When I would go, because I love hard. Me so too. when I get in a relationship, like I give my, I give it I'm all. I'm all in. Yeah, I'm mm -hmm. giving it all. I can meet you week one. I'm, I'm, I'm treating you like you the one, right? <laughs> and I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. I got to move a little bit wiser on how I do that, but that's just who I am at yeah. heart. And so when I would come out of a relationship, I don't want to work for a couple of days. I don't want to talk to nobody. I'm, I'm, I'm moody. I'm emotional. I'm flipping off of my team, and, and they're not the problem. Mm -hmm. And really, it wasn't the person who I was dating was a problem. It was. It was my emotions. Yeah. I was hurt. I was down. And so my emotional coach now is teaching me how to control those emotions, mm -hmm. how to still feel them, how to still relate to them, but how to make sure it doesn't impact your life mm -hmm. in a negative way. And that has been such a huge, um, huge thing for me because um, I just recently met a young lady and it didn't work out. And I was very proud because the things that she told me to do, um, ask yourself these 10 questions once she, and be honest with these 10 questions, write them down, mm -hmm. pray over them. Mm -hmm. And then I pretty much acknowledge your feelings, write them down, leave it there. Yeah. And when you leave it there, you keep on moving. You know what I do? What's that? My practice is when I'm like in my feelings and mm -hmm. I like, I'm like, okay, it's not for me to need to call the person and just be going off. That's just not my vibe. I'm right. not confrontational like that. Yeah. Um, but I will record voice memos mm. and I will say everything. Wow. And you, you know, <laughs> I don't even talk like that, but you know what I'm saying? Like I will just like go through whatever the emotion is. If I'm sad, if I'm upset, if I'm angry, if I feel betrayed, if I feel this, if I feel that, but just to get it out, mm. Because then when I listen back to it, I can pick out the actual problem. Yes. And without my emotions being all over it. Yeah, so yeah. now when I do have the opportunity to talk to them about it, if I desire to mm -hmm. present it to them, I'm really leaning into the actual problem. Yeah. yeah. Not because, you know, that's what we do. We'll, we'll talk and talk and then you want to have this back and forth and it's exhausting and it's draining. Yeah. And it's like, well, really, the problem was I was afraid. Exactly. And so... To get it out, though, I'll record a voice record memo. It. I listen back to it. And then when I'm complete, I just delete it. And that's my way of releasing it. 
That's so good. That's so good. You know, for me, we stopped talking. Mm -hmm. She sends a long paragraph. I send back. Okay. Two words. Mm -hmm. I understand. Followed by, let me process. She calls that very disrespectful. And I'm like, wait a minute. She's like, oh, you're just being short with me. I said, no, no, no. What I'm saying is I understand how you feel. Now give me the opportunity to process these things because I already know how this is going to go. Emotional coach. She's going to leave with her emotions. You're going to leave with your emotions. She's going to respond back with her emotions. You're going to respond back with your emotions. You all are never getting to the heartfelt. Mm -hmm. And so now it's like, hey, let me, let me, let me process. Then I'll come back and be like, and I acknowledge her feelings. Mm -hmm. I share my feelings. This is what I think we need to do. And I've learned that sometimes people are not emotionally mature to process the truth. Yeah. And so for me, I get frustrated because like now I'm processing emotionally healthy wise now. Mm -hmm. And I'm not doing that with someone who's not emotionally healthy. Yeah. And that hurts. It does. It really does. But this is why, too, I I do love really hard as well. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm in it, I'm in it. I'm all in. Yeah. Um, and I don't believe that it's because I'm rushing, but I do believe clarity allows you to move more quickly. Absolutely. So when you're like kind of clear, like, OK, you know, I'm ready to observe. Like mm -hmm. I'm ready to go into observation phase. Um, but once I realize that a man is not emotionally mature enough mm -hmm. to give me time to process, because sometimes I'm the one, I don't have it yet. I need to voice memo. I need to get it out for myself yeah, yeah. and really go, Patrice, what is it actually that is bothering you before I just bring you a bunch of stuff that's not your stuff? <sighs> so I've learned, and this is the beauty of like investing in therapy and having a life coach and investing in your personal development so that I know how mm -hmm. to fight fair. Yeah. If we gonna have to fight. Yeah. Like fight fair in a way that's actually gonna like, Ooh. you know, create something for us. Not because I just want to be right. Yeah. I'm done. I don't have time for that. Yeah. Like, so, but when someone is trying to force you to talk right now. Uh, doesn't that bother you? And then why don't. Why can't I have time to process? You know, but then too, here, here's my saying. Here, oh, see. <laughs> I'm about to get in trouble. I hate having this conversation via text. Right. And so I, I'm sitting there talking to her and she's on the plane. And I was like, yo, I don't want to have this conversation via text. This needs to be, you need to hear my words. Mm -hmm. You need to make sure you understand my tone. Oh, we can't do it. on. I'm like, well, emotionally, just not emotionally there. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be quiet. I don't want to get into more trouble. Don't I'm gonna redefine the wealth. Listen, but we gonna both be in trouble at the end of this. <laughs> Everyone we've dated in the last two Lord years gonna be like, and you said, yo. But what I'm saying is this though. I I honestly admit that a reason why a lot of the relationships didn't work is I played a huge role in that, of and course. I've taken the opportunity now, who is a flawed man, to learn, to grow, and to evolve. Mm -hmm. So that way. When I get into the next situation, um, I'm, I'm either going to learn and evolve in that one or, or I'm going to learn, evolve, and be with her mm -hmm. as far as a wife or down. And so I, I like to say that, too, for all the exes who are listening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's why I said I've enjoyed the process, though. I'm learning a lot about myself. I'm learning a lot about other people. Yeah. And, I mean, that's the point of life. It's the growth. Yeah. We're growing. Yeah. I mean, at least we're stopping to reflect. Yeah. On the relationships. And I think that this is something that's important to do in the single season. Now, I know you are loving the Redefining Wealth podcast, but do you know what would take it up a notch? 
It's if you invested in a copy of my brand new book, Redefine Wealth for Yourself, How to Stop Chasing Money and Finally Live Your Life's Purpose. Now on the podcast, you hear me talk about the six pillars of wealth every single week. That's fit, people, space, faith, work, and money. And I want you to incorporate this into your life. But let's be honest, the podcast isn't enough. I poured 114 lessons from my own life, the rituals, the mindsets, the behaviors, the attitudes that I had to shift in order to redefine wealth for myself in each one of these pillars. And now I've made it available to you. So you can make sure to pick up your copy in paperback, hardcover, or even listen on Audible. Whatever you do, make this a part of your library today. This is my show now. Um, <laughs> Let me sit back. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is, ladies got to understand, men are emotional. Very. And it's like when... when I, Eve was so powerful with her words mm-hmm. that Adam disobeyed for us people who, who practice Christianity space, right? Ladies got to understand, y'all words are powerful. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, ladies, y'all can hurt us mm-hmm. with your words. We can feel like we are on, we are at the top of the mountain. The world could be celebrating that man. But the woman who we love and invest into, if she says something completely opposite, it could bring a man down. Mm-hmm. And you'll never know it. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say that, ladies, just be very careful with y'all's words. That's so good. Because it's like it. men are emotional. I've cried internally because of what a young lady has said to me who I loved and invested into mm-hmm. and she would have never known it. Mm-hmm. But I responded e- emotionally because she hurt my pride. Mm-hmm. And then she responded. Exactly. From how you respond. And so where and did she we never go? knew the truth and she never knew the truth. She never knew that she hurt. I'm, me. I'm very convinced with this last one. I may never know the truth for real. Mm-hmm. I may never know the truth, but I also didn't feel like, I could keep going back and forth with like a hot and cold nature. I'm right. not good at that. Cause I'm, I'm, you know, I'm very real. I'm Absolutely. very transparent. Yeah. Um, vulnerability is not as hard for me as I think it is for some people. Okay. So I'm very just like very straightforward, straightforward. This is what it is. So I do struggle um, with people who are not straightforward, but believe that they are. Ooh. Wow. Cause you know you have you know you met people. Oh. I tell them like it is, but yeah. then when it really comes down to it in intimate them. relationships, Mm-mm. you actually put no voice to truth. Mm. I can be probably too real. I meet a girl up front, my five S's. <laughs> Why are you bring that up? I'm sorry. Because <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? What right? Why do I need to prolong it? If you know you can't do those five things, why why are we there? Right. Why? I had one lady. Then go back to your question. I said, all right, I gave her my five S's. She said, cool, great. Here go my five things. She said, I need a man to pay my bills. Do this, do that, do that. And I wasn't even upset with her Mm -hmm. because she told me her truth. Mm -hmm. Cool, great. We just not aligned. I ain't paying all your bills. I just met you. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I could respect someone who was straightforward and upfront with me. Anthony, now does this really happen? I've heard this several times that women who literally just meet a man will have the expectation that he pays their bills? How do I say this respectfully on your show? <laughs> Just say it. You're at home. I think that if if intimacy is involved, yes, there are some ladies, I'm not saying all, there are a certain group of ladies who are saying, yo, if if we're having intimacy, you're paying my bills. Yes, there are, there are those. 
I've had ladies say, listen, if you're expecting sex, I'm expecting a check. Wow. Yeah. Now that's some. I'm not saying that's not all. That's I've, not on my list. I just want to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> Let me look into the camera. Be clear. I just want to be clear. But now, he needs to be someone, generous. Though. I want someone who has the desire to provide yeah. and the capacity to provide, but I'm not looking for that. Like I'm not looking for someone to financially take care of me in this season. No. I but I want you to be I want you to have the ability to. Yeah. I'm just not, I, that's not what I lead with personally. You're looking for a true partner. I'm looking for a partner. Right, right. I'm looking for someone who's very clear about their vision mm -hmm. and their purpose, and they want to leverage my gifts, my talents, my wisdom, my charm, my charisma yeah. to further that vision yeah, yeah. so that we can, like, really leave a legacy. I feel like I have what it takes to, like, come alongside and amplify right. a vision, but you have to have, that's why I broke up with one person. Uh, you you couldn't articulate a vision, mm. and I'm and I'm designed to amplify vision. Vision, yeah, yeah. So you need to have one. That's so good that you said that. Hmm. That's so good you said. Yeah. That. Some ladies don't want to. They, they they don't want to build a bear, and I was like, you know, I, I agree with you, <laughs> but I think you should be able to help a bear build. Ooh, help a bear build. Yeah, exactly. Um. But like, is the do we already have a blueprint for the cabin, or okay. like, will we? Absolutely. Yeah. But think about it. I mean, help a bear, mm -hmm. a dominant, strong mm -hmm. force build. Build. So Absolutely. He, he's already moving into that direction. Mm -hmm. You're coming alone to help him build. And and while you're helping him build, y'all are now have come together and y'all are building together. So like you mm -hmm. should not stop redefining in what God has put inside of you. Mm -mm. But your vision should be able to naturally sit within his vision his vision naturally sits within your vision. And now because both of you all come together, you're even better because of y'all's partnership. Mm -hmm. He's much better because of y'all's partnership. But what I do see ladies drop, what I do see is ladies drop everything they've done to come help this man build. And mm -hmm. I'm like, no, nah, that's, unless that's what you really want to do. Mm -hmm. Cool. Great. But if you're saying I'm going to sacrifice this for him. Nah, mm -mm. nah, nah, no. nah, nah. Help. I'm a bear. You know what I'm saying? But help me build. I'm not, you're not going to build me, but I, I'm, I'm a, I'm building. And mm -hmm. so I want you to come along and help me build. I got the vision. I can articulate the vision like it's nothing. You know what I'm saying? But the problem is this, there are some ladies in this generation that are like, okay, cool. Great. I'll marry you. You're going to build your thing. I'm going to build my thing. And I'm like, yo, I want to mm -hmm. build our thing. I want to build our thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. what I want. That's what I really want. So here's another thing. Um, for some reason, I feel like this is my therapy with you or something. I don't know. I don't we, like we have just fully switched over. But this is another thing that I experience as a woman who's already successful in mm -hmm. her own right. Yeah. Is that sometimes I will meet someone by the time we, you know, talk again or go out on a date, they've looked me up. Absolutely. And they've created a whole story about who they think I am or mm -hmm. what they think. Uh Sometimes I I feel the intimidation, like, right. well, I know you around a lot of men that have X, Y, Z. Okay, right. well, that was unnecessary. And this is men who already have stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what would, what would make you, like, why is this conversation needed? Or they'll say, you must have, oh, so what happened in your marriage? Before I can even open my mouth, they're like, you traveled a lot. You was gone all the time. You weren't there. Maybe it's like, doing it? Yes. I've never done it. Now, I've done, let me look her up. Let me let me, let me me check her out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let me see what's up. Of course. But I've and I have 
And I think there's nothing wrong with this because me and you in the same boat. Y'all actually do it worse than men. Let's put it out there. Y'all will Google us. You've never Googled the man. The last guy that I dated, Uh he sent me an article because he was like, you're clearly not going to look me up. And I was like, I'm trying to like get to know you for you before I get into all the stuff that you've done and what you've accomplished. Well, that's not safe. You need to Google the man. (laughs) Make sure, you know, you know, you need to know. I met him in company with people who vouched. Oh, okay, cool. Great. I I feel you got to do some type of research or vouching. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's good. But I don't understand why. I'm trying to think, why would a man look that up and make an assumption? I, I've never done it, so I'm not even going to speak to that. I, I think I've looked her up, make sure that she's straight, make sure there's nothing out there um, negative on her. You know, mm-hmm. as far as in like, because here's what I'm looking for: are are you bashing your your ex husband publicly? Are you bashing your, you know, your baby father publicly? Uh, because if you if you feel comfortable doing that, mm-hmm. you will feel comfortable doing that with me. Mm-hmm. But if I see nothing but success and you giving me time, I, I'm, I'm running to play. See, but you also are a black man who actually believes and invests in therapy. Yeah, but I'm going to run a play. Like, think about it. If Patrice sees value in you to take you out on a date when she don't need to be going out on a date, she wants to be. I, I'm not going to be intimidated. By what I see. She got a blue check mark. Cool, great. You know she's making seven figures. Cool, great. Um, okay. Now I would want to figure out why you're giving me giving me the chance, though. I would mm-hmm. want to figure that out. So then now I, that way I can continue giving and showing you the man that I am. But yeah, Patrice, if a man asks you up front, no, what what happened? Oh, it's because of the, yeah, you need to leave that, brother. Oh, I did. That was a that was yeah. That, like one I mean, or that two conversation. That, that should have been an appetizer meal only. Yeah, that we didn't go on a date. That was just on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't make it to date status. I was like, uh, yeah, that's a no. Okay, so you did a course called the Singles Blueprint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you had eight pillars to help people maximize their single season. Yeah. I just want to like run through these. Um, so I'm going to say what the pillar is and you just give me your take, whatever comes to mind. Yeah. Okay. The first thing is spirituality. You know, do you have a relationship with God? Like, is he the head of your life? Period. Point blank and simple. I, I think if you're going to maximize the single season, as you get through the pillars, you're going to see something in here that is very good. Right. Um, everyone's talking about submission. I wanted to see, can you submit to God? If she cannot submit to God and she cannot submit to man. Mm-hmm. So that's my main thing. If he can't submit to God, then, then he cannot lead well because if he can't follow God, how can he be a leader? If you're not a good follower, you can't be a good leader. So I just believe that if God is the head of our life, mm-hmm. everything will fall into place as long as he is the center. What about people who say that in name, but then as you get to know them, they're not really practicing anything in particular. So some people will claim, for example, Christianity because that's how they were raised, but there's no actual relationship. Well, there's no actual relationship. Right. Then then we have a red flag. I think at the same time, we need to kind of be like, okay, wait, we're not all perfect. And so we are going to make some decisions that doesn't align with with Christ. But that's the reason why Jesus Christ died for us, because we we are flawed human beings. But if he just says he loved God, but then there's no genuine relationship, there's no prayer life, there's no study life, there's no if he's he's not kind, he's not loving you know, um, then yeah, no, nah, yeah. that's that, he or she, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's a red flag. Yeah. Cause I look at the character. Yeah, I yeah. got to see the fruits. What Absolutely. you say you praying about 
Like, how does that how does that show up in how you behave and how you treat others? Real talk. That's you real. can say it all day and then be mean spirited. That Absolutely. doesn't feel in alignment. Absolutely. And I think, too, some people get mad at me when I say this. No, nah, I ain't going to say that. Go to the next one. No, say it. Say it. No, I just think that, you know, <clears throat> a man who says, I love God, I rock with God, but they're broke. I don't think you're rocking with God. Because if God fearfully and wonderfully made you and he gave you all the gifts and the talents and you're not using the gifts and the talents that he gave inside of you, he didn't give you that to represent him and, and you're broke. You can barely make it. And so, like, I, I literally I'm not a relationship expert. Um, I'm not trying to hook up anyone, but I firmly do believe that God, yes, hasn't called everyone to make millions, but he called everyone to have wealth. Mm-hmm. You know, and wealth may look different from all of us. Our Correct. peace, joy and happiness may look differently. But it's like you shouldn't be struggling because how does that make God look? Mm-hmm. Why is it that the people who don't rock with God, they filthy rich. But the people who rock with God, we, we could barely eat. We can barely do our things. And so I tell men all the time, man, if you rocking with me, your goal is bare minimum $100,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Bare minimum. And you work. You just use the gifts and the talents that God put on the inside of you when he was forming you in your mother's womb. Use that. You use that. I'm not saying you're going to be a multimillionaire, but you will be wealthy. Yeah. You need to exercise that work pillar. I got you. Okay. Life vision. Yo, man, where are you going? You know, where there is no vision, that's where people perish. So mm-hmm. I'm like, any man or woman or woman, uh, my homegirl, Sarah Jakes, called me out. I said, yo, do you think a woman should have a vision for her life? She was like, absolutely. Like, you think a woman can build a legacy by herself? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's good. So um, I think in a single season, we don't really think about where we're going because sometimes we're thinking about, well, I don't know. I got to find a wife. I have first. to find the person find a, I'm waiting on. Exactly. And no, to me, relationship is about alignment. So if I am focused on where God has called me to go, and then if I meet someone while I'm on that journey, and then if she's on that path, I'm aligned. But if I don't have a vision, I'm all over the place in Mm -hmm. life. And then you're meeting all kinds of people, and you're wondering why things are not working out, why your business is not working out, why your money is funny, why relationships are are just funny. It's because you don't have a vision for your life. Mm -hmm. So I literally teach inside of this course how to write a personal vision for your life. And here's what I love about that, right? Um, Your vision will answer your questions for you. So your vision would say if he's the one, if if she's not the one. Yes. Your vision would be like, is this the right job opportunity or not? Your vision would say, is this the right business opportunity? Your vision would say, is this the right friendship? My vision has saved me so much money and has saved me so much heck from dating because we just weren't aligned. Yeah. And so I think a vision is very important and every single person should have a vision. Mm-hmm. I have more that I want to say about that, but in the interest of time, <laughs> but this is why, but this is why I'm able to say, okay, if he doesn't have a vision for his life and he's not clear about where he's going, then there's he can't amplify he can't right. use my gifts Oof. like he can't use what I have to be Oof. amplified so I know that this can't be the person for me it doesn't matter how much attention you show me it doesn't matter how much affection mm-hmm. you show it doesn't matter how willing you are to come yeah. to me wherever I am and all that stuff like yeah. no 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 don't do it you no. was you was pulled to be a help me what what you gonna help nothing correct don't do it can't <laughs> next uh time. Oh man, how you, how are you maximizing your stewarding your time? You know, I got to say to be just be honest, and I'll say it quickly because because of, uh, of time. I didn't steward my twenties correctly. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I was out here balling, chasing all the ladies. I remember going making like thirteen thousand bucks on my first check selling cars. I spent seven thousand at a strip club. You know, 
I remember just getting and utilizing the time to impress people rather than saying, you know what, dang, I'm single. Let me maximize and steward this time correctly. Mm-hmm. You know, let me build a business. Let me save. Let me invest. Let me eliminate my debt. Let me let me do the right things with my time. So this way, when I get married, I've stewarded my time correctly. Mm-hmm. And I have more time to spend with my wife and spend with my kids. And so I'm just teaching um, single people how how successful people are using their time. Yeah. Comfort. Oh, man. Listen, man. It, it, to me, it's all about you got to be willing to get out of your comfort zone. Don't allow your comfort zone to become your kill zone. And I think comfort has allowed a, a lot of us to be so comfortable mm-hmm. to where we're not accomplishing our dreams. We're not we're not really building a business. We're comfortable working at nine to five job knowing that we've been called to something else because we have the 401k benefits. We have a guaranteed check. Mm-hmm. But God is saying, yo, I called you to more. But yeah. you're comfortable. Yeah. And you're not willing to step out of your comfort zone into your faith zone. And so let's do that. So I'm teaching people how really I live in my uncomfortable zone. I have no problem being uncomfortable. I get scared when I am completely comfortable. Yeah. The same. I embrace discomfort. Do you? Because then I know I'm growing. There's, should, there's should, things that I say yes mm-hmm. to that I don't always feel ready. Mm-hmm. You I say, but the five, five, <laughs> that's where you were going. It's not going to happen. That's not the discomfort. You that I'm discomfort. No, he's five, five. No. Be uncomfortable. No, I'm not bending over in all the pictures. I'm not doing it. You don't have to bend over. It can you be a do. Kevin Hart situation. Just lean on his shoulder. For those of you this listening, is why. the eye <laughs> roll that I just gave Anthony is This is, is next why level. I see my girl, y'all. Because Listen, I'm just saying. I knew you were going to do that as soon as I said it. Absolutely. You don't want to be uncomfortable. <laughs> She'll, you'll be uncomfortable for the check, for life. But you do not want to be uncomfortable with a man. Next one. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he just acted like he checked me on that is oh, wild. If I did, leave it in the comments, you know. <laughs> Give Redefining Wealth a, a five star. It was the best one. He just called her out on her own show. Moving on, <laughs> um, network. Oh man, you know it's it's all about network. You know what I'm saying? Me and you met through my brother in law. Yes. Um, and it's like I am so grateful for that relationship uh, because um, you called me out on that first phone call. I was like, dang, <laughs> like goodness gracious! But it's like. I believe sometimes your network is greater than your net worth. Mm-hmm. Um, I was—I won't say his name, but there's a particular very well-known individual just bought a Rolls Royce. Mm-hmm. And he said, yo, how much y'all think I spent for the Rolls Royce? And everyone was, you know, 300, 400, 500,000. Mm-hmm. And he said, I spent zero. I was like, really? He said, yeah, I know the guy who owns the Rolls Royce business. So he let me have it. He said, I, yeah, it's yours for two years. Free lease, it's yours. He said, so while y'all are out here chasing the bag, chase the bag. But see, some of y'all are screwing over your relationships because you're trying to chase the bag. When your relationships, your network can get you into rooms that your money can't get you into. Baby, every time. And so I'm like, okay. So I'm teaching single people, yo, while you're single, Mm -hmm. get in the rooms and maintain those relationships. And that is hard because I'm an introvert. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I don't want to be like, Hey, you know, so what I've learned to do is I I have a calendar for just days. So birthdays, anniversaries, Mm -hmm. special occasions. Um, I have friends, their their birthdays and they're out of town. I fly in and celebrate with them on a birthday just to maintain a healthy relationship. Yeah, the connection and relationship. Because it's like if you don't have healthy relationships and network, then it's like, boom, you're in trouble. Like Mm -hmm. if you call me for anything and I got it, I got you Mm -hmm. because we've we've maintained the relationship. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and when I made my huge transition um, out on my own from my previous previous situation, I called you and you spoke so much life into me. And I was like, yo, and you connected me with certain things and certain people. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, that helped me out way more than money. Yeah. And so I, I'm teaching single people on that. Like, hey, your network outside of your relationships mm-hmm. is very important. Yeah. Such a big people pillar lesson. And what we say here is that there's always someone watching you who has the power to bless you. Ooh. But who are they watching you be? Mm. And so much of what I've accomplished has come through the relationships in my life. Yeah. It's not it's not necessarily pitching or trying to force or manipulate my way into rooms. I've been invited into rooms with billionaires. I couldn't have asked. I've been invited to masterminds where everyone paid $100,000 to get in the room. And I was just there. Like, hey, guys. Hey. Hi, I'm here. And they don't even know you didn't pay. No. And I didn't know I didn't pay. (laughs) (laughs) So I got there. And I was like, oh, okay. But relationships, everything, that network is so true. Okay. Six was core help. Yeah, yeah. Core, it's just who are you at your core? Mm-hmm. We talked about this on your entire show today. Just who are you being? Are you being your true authentic self? Mm-hmm. And I can definitely say I have not been that person. Me neither. You know, because I was afraid if I said this, if I if I acted like this, then I wouldn't be accepted. So I played a role of Anthony O'Neill to be accepted. Mm-hmm. And here's the truth. I lied to people. Mm-hmm. Because I wasn't, I wasn't giving them my truth, and that hurt relationships because I was trying to conform to who they were. And then at the core, here's what I've learned: if you treat me wrong because how I taught you how to accept me, I can't be upset with you. Mm-hmm. So I'm just leading with my core, authentic self. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to teach. I'm going to teach you that my feelings matter. My who I am matters. And if you accept that, cool, great. If you don't. Don't worry about it. And I just want to teach single people, hey, let's identify that. Because I think that will help us when we get into a relationship. Yeah, because we won't be always just bringing the representative. Exactly. Like, it's better that you know these things up front up than front. me waste your time for six months or a year. And yeah. now you're like, why are you acting brand new? And uh-huh. this is who I knew I was at my core. I'm just praying for you. Because, I mean, you, you, you give know me a what? list of 29 things. I'm be like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to show you my list. When we're done. <laughs> I, what the Lord told me is things. these are all the things that I know I'm working on becoming or I am like it is but they're not crazy they're basic stuff it's 29 things but some of them are some of them I'm willing to compromise okay cool yeah I'm not saying that so you're willing to be uncomfortable yeah okay cool great not just not with the height one (laughs) (laughs) I love moving on Uh, physical wellness hey man listen we gotta look good Mm -hmm. period I think single people we need to worry about how we look we need to take care of our bodies. Our body is a temple. So what are we eating and are we working out? Mm-hmm. Period. Single people. Start looking good. I don't mm-hmm. want my wife looking at me talking about, dang, you 39 looking like this. You had all this time by yourself and you ain't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Then her, she need to look good. When she get butt naked, <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> God is good. <laughs> Moving on. Number eight, ownership. Y'all listen. Oh, I was about to say something. I can't say it like that. I can't say this on your show. I don't mean no offense to nobody, but I think that one of the most creative group of people on the planet Earth are black people. We are very creative, but we don't own nothing. And I I really wanted people to understand that you need to own your life. You need to have some level of ownership inside of your life as far as what do you own? If you're constantly building somebody else's life and somebody else's business and you don't have nothing that you built for you and your family's business, Mm. that's sad. 
And for me, I was like, you know what? What do I own? I've built amazing people's legacy. I've sold into their legacy. And I got tired of coming home and seeing their last name on my check. And I have nothing for myself. Mm -hmm. And so I say, you know, what am I building for my family, for my future? What do I own? And so we're just teaching people how to own their time, own their life, own their perspective, and have some level of ownership over their life. I love it. And what I love about your podcast, too, is you have just such a, a breadth of conversation on there, but also for people who need to really get their finances together Absolutely. in their single season. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ladies be hating on me. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? Yo, could you go out on a date with a guy who only spent about $75 on the first date, but he gave you a $3,000 experience? Really? Wait, what? He gave yeah. me a $3,000 experience. Experience, but he only spent $75 physically. Is this because he used a coupon? No. What What does that mean? Just answer the simple question. Yes. Okay, cool, great. So that's my that's one of my things. It's like I, I teach... I teach men, like if the average man in America, I know you don't date average men, so I'm not talking about you, but if the average man in America is making $48,000 a year and the average man is dating in between one to five ladies, you know what I'm saying, a month, he can't afford to spend $100 on every single woman no. every single month. That wouldn't be wise. Not wise. And so I teach men, like, hey, yo, instead of for leading with money, lead with the experiences. And then that'll let you know if she's the one or she's not the one. And ladies don't like that because, well, I'm worth more than $100. Well, this is not about your worth. This is about, hey, we're dating. Dating is data. And data is I'm trying to see if you're even the one I need mm -hmm. to be investing in too. And so just one of my philosophies is, is that, I mean, it doesn't make any, it doesn't make financial sense for mm -hmm. a brother to spend that much money on every single one on the very first date. I agree. Like you know what? I don't even need a, like a fancy dinner for the first date. I would go on like a hike. Like I want to do active stuff. I want, I'm serious. You're lying. That's not true. You will go on a hike, sweat with the man for the yeah. very first time. I, all I do is post videos of me working out in my stories every, every other day. Yo, you different. The, I, I you different. value fitness. I don't want, I don't, I also want my man to look good. Damn. I want him to <laughs> I don't want to argue about going to the gym. Why are you always going to the gym? Who you like in there? Did it, like that's that's physical fitness and wellness is important to me. Yeah. So yeah. somebody was like, "Hey, let's I would love hike? to go. Yeah, I would like let's go hike and see a waterfall. What about walking the park? Uh, I guess we could walk in the park. But yeah. you're like, I, I feel you. I feel but you. I feel like going to like hike and see a waterfall or taking a beautiful view is still a vibe. But you just literally proved my point. If the man is listening to you and he sees, well, she likes to work out, she likes to take hikes, she loves water, she loves views. <clears throat> okay, cool. Hey, Patrice, I was thinking about on Saturday, how about we get up in the morning and let's go for a walk, let's go for on a hike and take you on a special little hike, little trail to where you can see some views. And after that, y'all get some protein shakes or something like that. That's me listening to you and giving you a good experience. And it didn't cost me $100 for the first experience. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's like, I mean, I've been out with men who could lay out a spread and order everything on the menu, but then I, their spirit, right? You know, so listen, you talk, it's, you're talking my language. It's, it's, it's energy, it's spirit, it's and it's also being willing to know what matters to me, not what you think every woman wants. I'm not every woman. See, I I'm, could eat see, and I could I'm, go. I'm bringing you on my show because ladies won't like me. They they won't like you on my show. <laughs> I'm serious because they're like, wait, what do you mean? Because I tell this all the time. Ladies, it's e I can spend $1,000 on you. Easy. But that takes no effort. 
But to listen to you and to give you an experience, yes, that takes effort. Because now I'm I'm spending my time to listen and to plan. But if I know you're okay with the five hundred dollar first date at a nice little restaurant and putting some heels on so you can look good, that is that's nothing. Mm-hmm. That's just a get on open table, find a restaurant, boom, mm-hmm. book it, and we're there. But to listen to you, like, okay, she likes this, she likes that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that takes time. I value my time more than I value my money. I can get my money back. I can't get my time back. Same. Same. And I think as a woman who has money, I like like that, but I don't need that from you. I want to get to know you and like really see if we vibe in other areas. If we're, we both have money more than likely. If I went on a date with you, we both have money. We already, that's established. That's established. Okay. So now what we doing? We just trying to figure out why she won't do five, five. If I fall on you during this hike, buddy, hey, you are done for. But wait, wait, wait. What did he five? What did he five? Okay, I'll give you five seven. What did he five seven? And but he a buck eighty, buck ninety strong. You know what I'm saying? You fall, he got you. I'm you not know? even gonna tell you how much I weigh because that would that would throw your whole little a buck eighty, buck ninety. He can he could probably squat you. Okay, let's be honest. Don't don't downplay a short guys. This is not me. This is my sister. I'm just saying, don't downplay a short guys. You know what I'm saying? Because. I squat very good. I, I like my woman got to be a stallion. You know what I'm saying? Stallion. <laughs> she style. Okay. <laughs> last, last wrap it with some questions and then we're done. How do you define success now? Uh, man, success is just by um, how many people have I um, helped to get out of debt and build wealth? How do you define wealth in three words or less? Uh, same thing as you. Joy, peace, and uh, love. What's one book that has redefined how you see wealth? Um, they can grow rich, uh, but the black choice. Dennis Kimbrough, mm-hmm. my guy. All right. And fill in the blank. My name is, and for me, the truth about wealth is. My name is A.O., short for Anthony O'Neill. And the truth about wealth is God is good. Amen. All right. <laughs> Anthony, thank you for being here again. Always a pleasure. Um, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please make sure you rate and review. Do not put anything foolish in the comments listening to Anthony do not let him get you blocked. No, I'm kidding. Um, I really appreciate you being here, and I hope that you're enjoying this season as we continue to just unpack what it means to redefine love, not just of others, but of yourself and also of God. Um, make sure you follow me in social, Seek Wisdom PCW. What's your social? At Anthony O'Neill. We'll make sure that we link to all of Anthony's goodness in the show notes. And until next time, I want you to go live your life's purpose, find fulfillment and earn more without ever feeling like you have to chase money. I'll talk to you later. Mm